the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. It airs every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our uh, website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all of the shows on podcast once it's aired, uh, as this is the listener-guided show as well. You can donate through our website if you're interested in doing that. I am so thrilled with the guest I have right now, Todd Stoudemire. Now, has anybody in the, re- in the audience ever heard of, of a Stoudemire? Oh, there's one. Uh, former Major League Baseball uh, pitcher, high-performance business coach, and best-selling author. That's a mouthful. But before we get started, I'm going to say hello to you, Todd. Well, Glad hello you're to here. you. Yeah, hello to you. <laughs> we, we've worked at making this happen. I know. I appreciate your persistence. And here we so, are. Here we are. I'm honored. So, uh, well, it's an honor for me, too, boy. So, um, hey, uh, before we get into uh, the, your, the sports side of you, uh, give our audience a glimpse into how did you get to this point in your life? Just start sharing that backstory. <clears throat> well, it was a battle. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I'll tell you, you know, you, you find, you find, I guess, the strength of the Lord and, and our God Almighty and, and not at the mountaintop, but in somewhere in the trenches or the valleys. And I certainly spent time in the valleys. I've been very fortunate. I've also spent time, um, you know, in, in, in sports at the top of the mountain and, and playing with great teams. But, uh, uh, trials and tribulations and, and the ups and downs. And, and, you know, it's so funny because so many people think, or they look and they see something from the, from the outside, or they look at a worldly view and they think that everything is great. But, and, and in most cases, we don't really understand what people are going through. And, yeah. and that was definitely my case. A lot of times I lo- I might've looked great from the outside, but on the inside there was, um, there Flame, was some flames burning, you know, there was some dark injury days yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah I can relate. Um, so, <laughs> uh, being from a, uh, a legacy baseball family, uh, let, I, I want to, wanted so much to ask this question that I'm about to ask. Uh, you come from a strong base baseball family legacy. Uh, let us know what it's like to be a major league baseball pitcher standing on the mound 
knowing on the next pitch you become a world champion. What are your thoughts? Where does your steadfastness and calm come from? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. And uh, you've you've been in two, yeah, uh, World Series and won them both, right? And it's it's the power of presence, right? And it's yeah. being and it's and it's finding a way, um, it's finding a way to have peace and get to a place where you know your total focus and your total concentration is on what you have to do, and and not about what's going on, um, and what the scoreboard says or what's already happened or what may or may not happen, but there's still a job to do. And even sometimes when you're that close, it's a lot of times when you're that close is where things slip away Mm -hmm. because you lose the the power of presence. And, and, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. um, That's for sure. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's liberating. You know, I teach kids today and I say, you know, when you can prepare with everything you have and you put all of your effort into preparing for something, right? And whatever that something is, it doesn't have to be sports, but you know, it could be a school project, it could be a play, it could be a musical instrument, whatever it is. Yeah. But when you prepare and you do all of the work and you put everything, your heart and soul, into that performance, and then when you go to perform where it counts, is you have to be willing to go and give it everything you have, knowing failure's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And when you when you can recognize when you're able to do that, it becomes so liberating because it's the place where you find your true greatness is when you allow you what it's really for me it's allowing that all of your God given ability and the hard work to get to where you were to just lay it all out there, yeah. knowing you're not really in control of the end performance, but being able to let it all hang out. This is the point. This is the place where you start to find maybe why you were born, maybe what your true gifts are, what your greatness is, and, and, but also knowing that you could fail and you have to be okay with that yeah. because that failure is really not a failure. It's a lesson. It's something that can be provided to us that you know, every setback, every failure, every you know, whatever we want to put, whatever title or name we want to put on that, it's really nothing more than a teacher to teach us what do we need to do and how do we overcome that? How do we re-strategize? What do I need to work on to get better? Yeah. And whatever it is. Yeah. And in, in in this world, it's like, how do we have more understanding? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? There's so much and going on. There is so much. And yeah. there's been so much going on. Yeah. And, you know, and, and social media is the blowhorn to it all, right? And it's like, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, there's so much more going on today than yesterday or 10 years ago, I go, maybe, but maybe not. You know, we just have a different voice today. And a lot of times our voice, um, is, is showing up as a, as a, as a reaction instead of a responder. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we'll react based on what's going on on the inside of us in that moment. And then we begin to react to something instead of be able to step back and observe and try to understand. And then instead of respond, Pitching and you taking me to that place where you're a pitch away, a hit or a hitter away or an inning away is that place where there's no time to react to something that's happened. We have to be a responder. And the responder is, is what can I do right now to make it better? Right. 
So you grew up around baseball. Uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about the family. Yeah, it was feature. awesome. Yeah. You know, I look back on it now. I'm probably well. I'm not probably. I'm 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 more appreciative, and and I have more respect for it today than I did when I when I was growing up. You know, you don't know. You know, you're five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. You're running around Yankee Stadium. It's your playground. Uh, your father's teammates are people like Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra was his first manager. And you, your only understanding of it is this is cool. Yogi Berra was and, there because he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he would say, right? That's right. <laughs> I was there because I was. You know? uh, but at the end of the day, it was like, you know, that was our playground. Yeah. But we didn't, we didn't realize how special that mm. playground was. We didn't realize how special that environment. When I say environment, and I'm not talking because it was the New York Yankees, and I'm not talking because it was Mickey Mantle. But because it was a collection of people that were performing um, at the top of their field. So the field could be – it could be anything. For me, it was sports. It was baseball. But to be around that environment, we know – what what are those environments and 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 what do we basically we because we, we start to form mm-hmm. into what our environments and in our surroundings and yeah. you know I'm just so grateful that you know my love of baseball and being able to have that um, to be able to be in that environment to roam Yankee Stadium uh, to sit on the dugout at that time <laughs> kids could sit in the dugout really? during the games I was in the clubhouse I was in the dugout during batting practice I'm running the fields. I always say Monument Park in Yankee Stadium was our monkey bars. I mean, it was that was our playground. Wow. Yeah, so it was phenomenal. When I look back on it, I'm just like, wow, uh, I'm humbled and 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 everything. So grateful um, that 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 was a part of my life. Yeah. So you played on five teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those teams produced two uh, World Series championships, right? Yeah. That was Toronto. Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. And then you ended up with the Diamondbacks. I did. I this is where I closed my career out. Probably not because I wanted to, but because of health reasons. It was the place where, um, you know, it was. You know, I just signed a four-year deal with Jerry Colangelo and the Arizona Diamondbacks, yeah. and and you know, early in May, I, I ran into a shoulder problem that right. became, you know, kind of put me back in the, you know, uh, taking me from the top of the mountain down into the valley, and and it became the battle, and and in that battle. You know, there was a lot of cool things about that battle. Um, you know, we win a world championship in 2001. I'm on the disabled list all year. And, and knowing I wasn't going to perform that year going through the injuries and all that. But, you know, I had the best seat in the house. I got to watch these guys perform, get ready, produce, and, and, and all of that. But at the same time, you know, you learn a lot about yourself. And, you know, I had a special teammate in Darren Holmes. And, and really strong faith and strong Christian. And he came to me and he said to me, he says, Todd, when are you going to let it go? Whoa. And I'm like, let it go. What do you mean talking? He says, you try to control everything. everything. And he says, man, you need to let go. And when he said that, it sparked my memory of 1993 after the World Series where um, here I am, 27, 28 years old. We just won back-to-back world championships. <laughs> Um, making a million over a million dollars, and, and here I am, this young millionaire, living out my childhood dream. And if you stand back from it, you say, "Wow, that guy has got it all." And the problem was, when I looked in the mirror, I hated the guy looking back at me. And it really stemmed from 12 years prior to that, 
where my little brother had leukemia, I gave him a bone marrow transplant. Oh, my. And that bone marrow transplant ultimately ended up putting him into a coma, and then he, and he went on to pass and, and to be with the Lord. But at that, to- at that time, I'm 15, he's 11, and here's what I would tell you. I felt sadness. Our family was yeah. broken. We went to our knees, obviously. Um, and it was a very, very tough, uh, a, t- a tough moment. But I also had the emotions of guilt because I felt like it was my marrow and that that killed my little brother and and so I was playing the role of man it was it's because of me so you know I had hate I had guilt uh I had sadness you know and at that very moment art I tell you I hated god I mean I I was like when I say I hated I don't I can't really identify with it other than how could you take my little brother from me right and then at the same time I played that role as it was because of me and and I remember the doctors and, and my parents were, were phenomenal. They were like, listen, you did everything you could. You know, you're not re- responsible. It's not because of you. You did everything. His body just didn't accept it. But I'm 15, so my parents telling me that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, Mom and Dad, but I feel something different. And the problem with that is I carried that feeling and those thoughts for 12 years before I ran into – a guy by the name of Harvey Dorfman. And Harvey Dorfman, I reached out to him because I wanted help because I kept ending up in the same place emotionally. And it was in this, in the valley. And I didn't like it. And I reached out to him and he's done, he wrote the mental game of baseball, pitching, hitting, all of that. He'd worked with the Hall of Famers and I reached out to him. And in our meeting that we had, it was supposed to be a two-hour meeting, went 12 hours long. And in that, and in the first hour that meeting he says to me he says would you do it again and I said do what he says would you do that bone marrow transplant with your little brother again I said I do it every second every minute I do it every day I do it for the rest of my life and he says Todd didn't you already do it and I said yeah he says didn't you do everything you could do he said yeah he said he and he looked right at me he said you see you're not God (laughs) and he said it's time you forgive yeah you've done everything you could do yeah. It's time you look in the mirror and you forgive yourself, start loving yourself for who you are and what you have done. Yeah. And at that moment, and then when Darren Holmes, now he says it, and, and he says it to me back in 2000, 2001, Todd let go. And I'm like, wow, I'm still trying to hang on to so much. And it's kind of like, you know, my wife says to me all the time, let go, let God, let go, let God. And it's like, you know, in that very moment, things, you know, emotionally and mentally can change. And it's right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, Art, he's so much bigger. He's so much more powerful. Everything we think is not possible is simple for him. And if we would just let go, people, if we can just let go sometimes, just let God, man. And it's like, now I'm not saying sit on the couch. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying you got to do everything you can but allow him to do everything he can yeah. and watch what happens to your life. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if our, you're listening to the show uh, just now coming coming in late, uh, my guest today is Todd uh, Stoudemire, uh, former Major League Baseball pitcher, high-performance business coach, and uh, and also a best-selling author. So um, how, how was it for you? to make that transition uh, from athlete to the business world? You know, it's, it was rel- it's relatively simple for me, and I'm, I almost you kind of feel a little bit guilty. A lot of athletes, see, they, have a, they struggle in the next part of their life because 
prior to that, they grew up just playing that sport. Yeah. So as a kid, it was all about that sport. And then they were blessed enough to turn that love of the game into a career. And now the career is over. And, and a lot of athletes, when they're finished, they still feel like they can play. The problem is nobody wants them to play on their team, right? So I didn't have that. I knew because of injuries and, and because of all those things, I knew my last day was my last day. And, you know, and I'm grateful for it because I didn't have to carry all those other emotions of feeling like I could still play and no one wanted me. Yeah. So I knew the tra- it was transition time and and you know and I didn't know what I wanted to do but I loved business and building things and being a part of teams and 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 I knew I wanted to do that and and I also knew that I needed a break from baseball I grew up in baseball and then my career was in baseball and I was growing a family at the time and I wanted to be at home with my kids at dinner time I wanted to wake up with them before they went to school <laughs> and if I stayed in the baseball world that wasn't going to happen and so I made a decision to to go into business and and then in business, we've had great success, and we've also had great failures, just like sports. We've had up and downs in the world of business, just like I did in sport. And yeah. one of the things I realize, I reflect back on it, and, and whether it's baseball, whether it's business or something else, the process, maybe the fundamentals are different, but the process for winning ultimately is so similar yeah. that it's actually crazy. That's a, I love the, the fact that you said that. That's, that's incredible learning experience for all of us. Uh, um, In your material, I I read that uh, each day you work to help your clients achieve unparalleled success at every uh, dimension of their lives. And and you mentioned uh, spirituality being Mm -hmm. very important when you're coaching, right? Yeah. You're coaching in the business world. So funny, you know, I I typically, if I do some, if I do a podcast, if I do an interview, if I do a video on social media, I close it with God bless. And not a cliche God bless. Right. Like I really, that's my heart. heart I said, God, like, I, I just came up here and pulled into the valet and I was starting to talk to the guy and I looked at the guy and said, hey man, have a blessed day. I truly mean it. It's not cliche for me favorites. to say it. And, and uh, you know, and I was told one time by a Hall of Fame speaker, they said, Todd, you need to leave two things off the stage. And I said, okay, what's that? He said, politics. I'm like, nah, makes sense, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he goes, in religion or your faith. And I'm like, hmm. Mm. Now, I out of respect for him, and I was like, thanks for your advice. And, uh, and, I, and I got to thinking about it, and it kind of bothered me. And I was like, well, if I leave my faith off the stage, then I'm not really on the stage. See, because it's who I am. Yeah. It's a part of what I am. It's the most important thing in my life is actually my faith and then my family. And then everything else falls after that, yeah. you know. And how can I be real on a stage or in a public forum or coaching someone where I don't share, at least give them an opportunity to know where I stand yeah. and then let them take with it what they want or where they're at and um, you know, I, I, I love to speak to young people and I get a chance to every once in a while I get invited to an entrepreneur class down at ASU. And at the end I said, Hey guys, anytime you're in trouble, look up, you got a friend, <laughs> your fr- that friend is your it. father, man. And, yeah. and let me tell you something you know, like he's there to help. And it's yep. like, you know, so I want them to know where I stand. 
you know, because if in fact I can influence and leadership is all about influence, shouldn't I be influencing with who I am and what the most important values are to me? So I can't leave that off the stage. So if I'm never a Hall of Fame speaker and it's because of my faith, well, maybe I get to play in a different Hall of Fame when heaven <laughs> and it'll be much more powerful and be worth it. So I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end I of the day, it. we get so hung up, Art, on the worldly view. Yes. And I'm like, I don't really care yeah. at the end of the day about the worldly view. You, you, there's a, there's a, you have said, uh, the you use the phrase, falling down is an accident, staying down is a choice. Mm. Describe that a little bit. Yeah, we have choices, right? Yeah. And it's I like, think we've been talking about that. Yeah, and so many times, you know, so many times we choose comfort or we'll choose like um, uh, we choose not getting back up. Or we choose not to um, strive for our greatness because and maybe because of that choice is fear of how we're going to look failing. And I'm always like, hey, look, you know, people always say, Todd, you can sell. I said, mm, not really. I can't really sell. I don't know. I've never been to sales school. I don't know sales tools. I share my heart and my passion of what I'm involved in and my belief level. And that's just, I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to try to paint a pretty picture. I'm going to paint the picture and I'm going to tell you how I'm all in. But I'm going to tell you here's where we're at, but here's where I believe where we're going. And 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 it's because I believe. And, and so – when, but when it comes to the choice, you know, think about it, it's, it's so important. When some, uh, one of my mentors told me, he said, Todd, if you make better, if you have more, cre- create greater awareness, you'll make better choices. If you'll make better choices, you'll get better results. And I'm like, if you just think about that, it's like, <laughs> how many times do we have a choice? We have choice. We have so many choices we can make every single day. What choices are we making? Yeah. Hey, uh, we're we're in our last four minutes or so, but uh, I, I do want to ask. I, I remember a story. Matter of fact, I was in a, a meeting where I heard you share this story. It was at the front end of COVID. You helped out your employees and others in a certain way. Talk about that. Okay, so we had just taken over Koi Beetle Pokey and and uh, had had finished the buyout and and three months prior to COVID, and then COVID hit. And, Ouch. you know, of course, sales go off a cliff, government yeah. shutdowns, all these things were. And and I pulled uh, all the managers, all the executives of the company together. And and I remember when I ha- had the meeting and I remember walking into that meeting, everyone kind of had their heads down. And I think that they thought because I called the meeting, I, th- I believed because of the situation the country and the world was in. I believe that they had already decided what I was going to say. Yeah. And I thought that – and I believe that they thought I was going to say we're going to shut down some stores, wow. right? I believe that's what their thought was and that they were going to have to go find different jobs where no one was hiring. And I walked in and I seen – and I could feel – you know, the first thing I did was read the room and I could feel it. And I said, listen, I said, I need everyone to pick their head up. I said, we're not shutting anything down. Yeah. I said, you know what we're going to do is we're going to serve our way out of this. We're not going to sell out of it. We're going to serve out of it. Oh. And we're going to find a way to get better every single that. day. And then for some of the kids where, you know, you didn't have the hours for, I said, look, reach out to the kids. Yeah. I'll find some way, even if I have to pay them myself. God had blessed me. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were extremely – I've been blessed over and over and over. And if this is a time that I need to reach out and, and pick someone – pick somebody up, this is the time to do it yeah. and reach out and pick someone up. 
So yeah, what a blessing it was you awesome to all of yeah. that. So uh, it was hard at the time, but you know oh, it's I, like I believe it. I mean, yeah. think about how many times you look back and you say that hard time was a blessing. Yeah, but at the time we're going through it, it doesn't feel like it. I started. Uh, I was called to do this radio show by the Lord. Mm. I had no idea, and started looking into it. How do I do this? How do I? What can I do? We're in our fourth year, 169 shows. Uh, you're 169, I think. All right. And uh, and and um, I just can't. Um, it's all because of him. Yeah. And that I'm even here. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever I did before was really cool and really good, mm. high paying and all of that. Mm. I had none of that coming here. Yeah. But he laid that in my heart, and here we are. I get to meet people like you. Yeah. So I'm I'm really uh, sad right now. We're, we're in our last minute and a half. Yeah. And, and I'd like to throw out there uh, s- some of your restaurants that you have. Yeah. And you published a couple of books too, yeah, right? I did. I did. Uh, Relentless Success was my first one. I wrote The Observer, the second one. It's all about our thoughts and our feelings and our hearts and it was a challenge. I'm not a writer, and uh, but I did it anyway, and, and I had a blast with it. We do have Koi Beetle Pokey here in town, and we're in. That's a Hawaiian restaurant, yeah, right? It's a Hawaiian concept. It's it's what I always say. It's yeah. sushi in a bowl. That's <laughs> what it is. So, how can people contact you and get information on the books, your your restaurants? Yeah, the that? the most the simplest way is go to toddofficial.com. That's my website, and and we'll try to steer you in a direction from there. Todd sure. Official. Yeah. Dot com. Now, I, mean, I got to tell you something. Okay. It sounds like Todd Official. It's like <laughs> whoop de doo, right? The only reason why we went to Todd Official is because no one could spell Stottlemyre. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What a great way to end. Todd, you are a rescuer, my friend. Thank you. And God bless you today. Yeah, God Thanks bless for you. being on the show. Thank you, sir. Sorry. All right. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.